This episode is brought to you by Progressive Insurance. Whether you love true crime or comedy, celebrity interviews or news, you call the shots on what's in your podcast queue. And guess what? Now you can call them on your auto insurance too with the Name Your Price tool from Progressive. It works just the way it sounds. You tell Progressive how much you want to pay for car insurance, and they'll show you coverage options that fit your budget. Get your quote today at Progressive.com to join the over 28 million drivers who trust Progressive. Progressive Casualty Insurance Company and Affiliates. Price and coverage match limited by state law. You're listening to MLB.com Extras, brought to you by MLB.tv. It's baseball everywhere. This is MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. I'm Anthony Castrovitz, and I am joined by Jeffrey Flanagan as the Royals uh, continue their coast to the uh, AL Central title. Uh, but, Jeffrey, one element of this club that I think we've really taken for granted for the last two years is that dominant late-inning trio of uh, Greg Holland, Wade Davis, and Calvin Herrera. And it hasn't been quite as dominant in the second half of the season for whatever reason. Uh, 35 innings uh, from those three guys since the All-Star break. They're, they're allowing just north of four runs per nine in that span, uh, as opposed to 1.67 in the first half. And more importantly, or more, alarm, more alarmingly, uh, five blown saves in the second half after five uh, in the entire first half. So I guess just in general, what, what have you made of, uh, of what you've seen from those three guys here uh, the last few weeks especially? And, uh, you know, is this a concern? Uh, this is obviously a Royals team that's, that's in very good shape and, and going to make it to October, but uh, we all know what an important presence that bullpen is for them. Yeah, I think to, to a big degree that uh, Royals fans um, have just been totally spoiled uh, in the last year and a half by just how good that trio is. I mean, they were doing things uh, last year that are just basically superhuman. I mean, you just don't have... ERAs like those three guys did, uh, not just in the regular season, but the playoffs too. So we're starting to see the fact that they they're actually are human beings and they, they, they do make mistakes. Uh, uh, and I think to some degree, uh, especially in Greg Holland's case, uh, he just hasn't been able to get the regular work that he needs. Um, he's a guy that uh, is much more effective when he works three to four times a week. And Ned's been very uh, diligent about trying to get these guys rested and not overuse them. He keeps really close attention to their appearances. But um, with a guy like Greg, um, and we just pointed this out last weekend, uh, I think after the, they had two straight games where they, they blew leads, that he's just a guy that you're just going to have to work every day, uh, not every day, but every other day if you can, just so he's more effective. Um, I had a stat uh, that when he gets four more days or uh, four days or more of rest, his ERA is uh, – 13 and a half, and when he works consistently, three days or less of, 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 of rest, he's like at 1.65. So um, with the other guys, it probably doesn't make a big as big a difference, but then again, you know, Wade Davis gave up a home run last night. He had the streak earlier this year uh, where he'd gone 126 innings without giving up a home run, and now he's given up two in the last month. And again, you know, he's dealt with some back issues and has not had regular work. Um, he's last year at this time, you know, he was a guy who was probably in games three or four times a week, um, and that's not been the case with, as they try to rest his back. And so he's not been quite as effective. Um, so I don't think there's a big concern. I think they've just uh, they've been so careful not to overuse them and not to abuse them that they've kind of backed off, and the guys just aren't quite as sharp as they are when they work regularly. So Ned even mentioned to this weekend that he's going to probably have to adjust 
his thinking there and try to get them in more games. You saw that again last night with uh, Greg Holland appearing in a game that was a tie game in the ninth inning. Or actually, they were down by one run in the ninth inning, which he would never would have done last year, but he just wants to keep Greg, Greg Holland sharp. Yeah, that's interesting because, you know, from the outside you can look at it as, well, the Royals have this 12-game lead. They've got this uh, ability to, to do whatever is best for them here down the stretch, uh, so they are, you know, best prepared for October. And, and Holland, uh, you know, his walk rate is nearly double. The strikeout rate has decreased. And you're hearing a lot of people saying maybe they should, you know, give him time to work things out mechanically with Dave Island. And, and Davis with the back, you know, should he be getting more rest? And uh, it seems like from the Royals' perspective, it's the opposite. They need to get more work, not more rest. Yeah, it really is. And, uh, you know, Holly's a guy that, uh, you know, uh, two or three appearances ago, uh, uh, to start the homestand out, he had probably his best outing of the year. He struck out the side against the White Sox, finished the game off by striking out Abreu uh, with a 97-mile-an-hour fastball. People have talked a lot about his velocity being down, but I think that was earlier in the year as he was coming off the pec- uh, pectoral injury. Uh, he was kind of building up his arm strength again, and his velocity was, you know, 92, 93, 94, which to me – you know, there's a lot of closers out there that, that succeed with that, but people are used to him being at 96, 97. And that's where he's been the last week or two. Uh, so his arm strength is starting to build up again, and Ned's going to keep using him and, and keep that arm strength up. Now, you're not going to, you know, throw him out there six times a week, but, you know, I think for him, Greg even said himself, he told me the other day, he needs to, in the perfect world, he would work every other day. Um, and you can't do set that up in baseball, of course, but he does want the regular work now. So it'll be interesting to see how Ned handles this in September. Um, he's going to try to, you know, keep them rested. But I think just importantly, too, is, you know, guys like Lorenzo Cain and, and Sal Perez um, are getting, Omar Fonte uh, just had basically the whole weekend off. So he is getting those guys rested and then getting their legs rested and not overworking Sal. You can do that when you're 25 games over 500 and you know, 12 games up in the division. So, it's probably going down the stretch here. He's probably going to be more concerned about keep, keeping his position players rested and ready to go for October. And, and also then again, making sure that his bullpen, the HGH trio, uh, does get regular work and they stay sharp. It looked like Quinn Wolcott uh, wanted Salvador Perez to get a little extra rest too, huh? On Sunday, he had his first career ejection. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> You don't ever see Sal do that because as a catcher, he's, he's pretty nervous about right. upsetting things on the other end. And, um, you know, he just it was a tough, actually it was a tough series for Wilcott. And he was at second base a couple nights ago, Friday night, I think it was. And uh, I think there were three or four challenges on, on calls he made. And I think he, he whiffed on every one. So not the greatest of series for him. But, you know, Sal was actually pretty complimentary of him after the game and said, hey, this crew is a good crew. And, and he's a good umpire, and he's good behind the plate, but he just didn't quite understand what happened to him last night. So, uh, hey, they're human beings, too. They make mistakes, and, you know, it happens once in a while. But uh, Sal said he never said a bad word. He still got thrown out, so it was kind of a funny exchange. He kept saying, you know, I, I just want to know where that pitch was. We had, he had been called out on strikes, and, and Wilcox said, no, Sal, don't, don't do it. I'll, I'll run you. And he kept saying, we warned him about two or three times, and boom, he ran him. So it was kind of funny. Uh, and, of course, Sal had uh, a few games off last week to rest his wrist. Another guy who had wrist issues earlier this year and but is now dealing with a groin issue with Alex Gordon. And it sounds like he's going to go out on a rehab assignment uh, this coming weekend. We don't know much more uh, details beyond that. but uh, And I guess it's just a guess as far as how long um, before he's back in the lineup. But 
but really, it seems like with Gordon, there, there's no reason to to rush this process. I know we're kind of running out of minor league games in general, but um, as far as getting him back into you know everyday play, again, because of the big lead, the Royals don't have to rush this situation. No, they really don't. Um, he's very, very excited though. That uh, I think uh, he's narrowed it down. He probably will go out on Friday. He's going to uh, join the team on this road trip, which starts tomorrow in Cincinnati, and then goes to Boston. And then I think he'll jump off uh, Friday, Saturday at the latest, and probably head uh, to either Omaha or Northwest Arkansas. Um, you mentioned the number of games dwindling. Uh, Northwest Arkansas is actually going to make the playoffs, so. Um, that might be a place he might go. Um, he might maybe he'll start out in Triple A and then go down to Double A uh, once the regular season's over. But uh, no timetable set on on when he's going to come join the, the big league team after rehab. Um, he's definitely going to play it safe. I think he'll probably start out as a DH um, maybe for the first week or so and continue his agility drills and stuff like that. And you're right, they, they've got to be careful about him and make sure that groin strain is 100% healed. Uh, because when he comes back to the big league team, he's not a guy who's going to play it safe. Uh, once he steps into Kauffman Stadium or, or on the road, he's going to play Alex style, which is crashing the walls and jump into the stands and make catches. You know, he, that's the only way he knows how to play. So you better have that going completely healed by then. Uh, Jeffrey, one other takeaway from the weekend. Mike Sweeney inducted in the Royals Hall of Fame, the 26th member of the Hall of Fame. I saw our old buddy uh, Dick Cagle uh, even gave the uh, introduction there. Good to see uh, yeah. DK in action. But uh, what, what did you take away from uh, that experience of Sweeney going in the Hall? Uh, it was really a special moment. You know, he's just one of the, the, the great ambassadors uh, for the Royals, and he's in a special assistant to Dayton Moore right now. And one of my favorite guys to cover, um, he was uh, – you know, there, he, t- he takes a lot of grief, I think, sometimes from people for his uh, – outwardly uh, uh, Christian faith. Uh, but on, between the lines, when he was on the field, um, he was a, a bulldog that was a very competitive guy and played hard, played all out all the time. And, uh, you know, I just asked Jeff Weaver um, <laughs> since he almost decapitated him one time. So, uh, you know, he's just, a, he's just a great guy and a well-deserved uh, honor. Royals Hall of Fame, the 26th member. Um, it was great to see him again this weekend. And, uh, very emotional for him and his family. His, his father is, is trying to battle through cancer, and uh, his father was able to make it um, and be uh, seated close to him. So it was, it was a pretty cool moment. There's actually a couple transactions uh, made by the Royals this past week as well. Jabba Chamberlain and Wandy Rodriguez uh, both signed a minor league deal. Now, I, I don't know. It's, it's hard for me to imagine either of those guys throwing meaning, meaningful innings for this club down the stretch. Uh, is that your sense as well, Jeffrey? Yeah, I mean, just organizational depth. Um, you know, you, you go back to spring training when the Royals, you know, are adding guys like Ryan Madsen and Joe Blatton and Chris Young, and you're looking at the at the roster and go, well, where are these guys going to ever fit in? You know, um, there's just too many arms. And sure enough, uh, they found a way to fit them in. And this is just in case, look, somebody might get hurt. Um, you know, you just don't know. You can't foresee the future. And, one thing this organization is very good at is always having depth, um, and that's all this is, you know, those guys. Uh, Chamberlain's an interesting story. You know, I mean, he was a heck of a pitcher at one time, and um, he wasn't even that bad last year. I mean, I think his ERA was in the threes or something for, for Detroit, and Juanio Rodriguez has had some moments, too. He's actually been very good against the Royals in the past, so, um, you know, they're 
they're pretty good at fixing arms too. So maybe they see their scouts see something that hey, if we fix this guy, something maybe it'll be of value to us. And uh, just in case you know someone else gets hurt, you've got someone down there, a veteran uh, who can come in and help. All right, and then a lighthearted uh, situation there, Jeffrey. Four hundred and seventy-three babies were born in the month of July at the same <laughs> Kansas City area hospital. Uh, exactly nine months after the run to the World Series. Can't be a coincidence, right? <laughs> there were a lot of happy Royals fans, apparently, and <laughs> maybe a lot of uh, maybe a lot of inebriated Royals fans, too. Eric Hosmer bought afterwards. them all drinks. That's why. Yeah, bottoms up, everybody. And Hey, honey. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and I saw uh, there were even a couple of them named, or at least one of them named Finnegan, so that's a shame. Uh, Finnegan, uh, traded, yeah. of course, in the Johnny Cueto trade, but... Uh, you know, that's that's what happens. When you name a baby after a ball player, you never know what you're latching on to. Uh, I want to thank Jeffrey Flanagan for joining us, and thank you all for tuning in. This has been MLB.com Extras, Kansas City Royals edition. MLB.tv Premium, the number one live streaming sports service, is celebrating 13 years. Watch every out-of-market regular season game live or on demand in true HD. Real-time highlights, live look-ins, pitch tracking widget, and more. MLB.tv Premium includes a free At-Bat 15 subscription. Watch live baseball on over 400 mobile and connected devices. Watch at home, in the office, or on the go every night on every device. Blackout and other restrictions apply. Visit MLB.tv for details.